Part of the interruption, but I'm Frank Isola, or as I'm also known, Phil in Frank. I'm Tony Kornheiser, or as I'm also known, Tantric Tony. <laughs> that fits. That's funny, isn't it? That fits. Tantric Tony is actually funny. It could have been a lot worse than that. <laughs> is Phil and Frank okay with you? You like that, I, don't you? I have people coming up to me on the street. Do they really me that. do yes. that? That's it's your fault. Eric's yeah. fault. Matt's fault. Oh, wait, that's Mike's fabulous. Fault. You should feel great I about do. that. That's it's the power of my profile show. as a filling. Yeah. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Wilbon apparently didn't have five shows <laughs> in him this Thankfully. week. Thankfully. So I am joined by our friend from the athletic, Frank Isola. Phil and Frank. Hey. He likes it. <laughs> that's good. That's Those are the good. guys on the street. That's good. And we begin today with a fascinating tidbit from the MLB Network about Bryce Harper. They are saying that Harper turned down an offer from the Dodgers for four years at $45 million a season. That is an astonishing number. And one that would have left Harper as a free agent again at age 30. Frank, does turning this down make any sense to you? It really does. I did the quick math. 180 over four years. It makes... 3.30 over 13 sound like a bargain. Just it, It's just unbelievable. But I'm gonna, I'll go with Harper on this one. He wanted the long-term security, which he now has. No opt-out clause. So he's staying there. No trade clause. So he basically controls his future. I thought he wanted the Dodgers because you could have taken this Phillies deal about a month ago. Or you just could have stayed in Washington for $300 million. Okay, so I find this unfathomable. I'm not saying I dispute the report. I'm finding the reaction to it by Harper unfathomable. This is Bryce Harper. This is a kid who was raised, bred, born to be a great baseball player. When he was 22 years old, he had a season that made him the MVP in the National League. And you're telling me he's not going to bet on himself again at age 30? He's going to make more money for those four years than anybody has ever made by a wide margin, $45 million, and then not bet on himself. Scott Boris is running around, <laughs> and he is telling people that the most important thing to Harper was long-term in one spot. You need to tell me why. Why? If you're that great a player, you can't wait to get back if, to free if agency. If you're his agent, you're telling him, take the Dodger offer. Sure. And go back into free agency because if you're his agent, you're saying you're the best ball player in the world. Okay, maybe Mike Trout's better than you, but you're the second best ball player in the world. You get back to free agency another time. You set records that may never, ever be broken. I I don't get it. Now, he is playing in a hitter-friendly park in Philadelphia. He'll be there for 13 years, and we know what's going to happen. Eventually, the National League will adopt the designated hitter. And he'll stay in the league. He's not going to be out in the outfield as a 35 50 all the time. But to me, it never made sense that he went from Washington to Philadelphia. You stay in the division. They're going to play each other 18, 19 times a year for the next 13 years. The record, the record that should not have mattered is the greatest overall number. The record that should have mattered is the greatest season-by-season number, and you get there again at 30. So I don't get it. Tell me it's a bargain for the Phillies. Oh, it is. oh Three, by 30, the 13. way, five years from now, when the Phillies get him to agree to be traded somewhere else, that contract looks Easy to accept for someone else. And maybe Mike Trout will be playing with him. Yeah. You never know. All right, Kyler Murray's height isn't the biggest news coming out of the NFL scouting combine. Several reports say the league will consider adding a video official or sky judge, I think that was a James Bond movie, to every officiating crew to correct egregious officiating mistakes. This can all be traced back to the pass interference that wasn't called in the NFC Championship game. The CFL and Tony's favorite league, the AAF, yeah. both use a sky judge. Tony, do you like the It's idea? a little late for the Saints. 
Um, yeah. Do I like the idea? I have three questions, and, and I don't know that these are answered yet because it hasn't been adopted yet. It's just only sort of in theory. One is, does the guy have autonomy? Can the guy say, hey, I'll take this one, yeah. okay, and overrule everybody else? Two, can he overrule anything that happens in New York? If New York makes a judgment, does he have the ability to say no? We don't know. And three, and I think this is very important, at what point can he wade in? Is it the whole game? Is it the last ten minutes? Is it the last three minutes? You need to answer those questions for me. Obviously, it's we're both going to think it's a good idea, but the ramifications of it have to be precise. Yeah, and John Mara, from, of the Giants owner, he doesn't think... There's going to be a change. So even though this is, we're, they're talking about it now, there's a chance that this might not be, you know, installed for next season. Here would be. What are my they going thing. to wait for the Saints to be booted That's, out of another uh, Super Bowl? Exactly. What are they waiting for? But here's my thing: it's not just that call or non-call. What about the call that went against the Chiefs on Tom Brady, the roughing the passer call? A non-call. Can, yeah, can he right. be up in the booth and saying, know. "No, he didn't get hit in the head." I don't know. That was a big play. So they're talking know. about it being just the last two minutes. Of each half, big plays happen no. with four minutes to go, with five you have minutes to, to go. If you're going to do this, you have to invest one person with a particular authority. And everybody has to say, yes, he has the authority. I want to know, is he able to say, he's, let's say he's, he's watching the game. Yes. And he goes, whoa, hold it, hold it. No, no, I'm, I'm going to rule on that one. I don't know that other referees are going to like that. I don't know that coaches on the sidelines are going to do that. You are investing in this guy so much power, I don't know that that works. Now, the CFL, you know, they will review pass interference calls. Last season, 48% got overturned. Now, we're talking That's about a play in the Saints game, which is a play that everyone's still talking about. Obviously, in New Orleans, they'll, they'll talk about it forever, where, where a call wasn't made. And that's one where you would hope, if you had a sky judge sitting up the there... The NFL says, had to do something, because the day after that game, all the morning news shows right. led with that that's sports right. story. Call. And nobody said this was a good call. So they got to do something. LeBron James, I know he's your boy, <laughs> has come under scrutiny lately for his lack of effort and or lack of skill on defense, and this has angered him. Yesterday, LeBron challenged the league to come right at him. LeBron told Yahoo Sports, quote, I mean, every team has the right, if they want, to single me out defensively. Come on with it. Hey, listen, come on with it. Every team has the right to be like, oh, LeBron's over there. Hey, just come on with it. We'll see what happens, unquote. Makes me laugh, that quote. Frank, your team's target LeBron. This is what's great about LeBron. He creates his own story. No one is saying you should go at LeBron because he's a weak defender. The criticism he's getting is because he hasn't been giving enough effort on the defensive end. I'll take you back to that game against Memphis on a Monday night. They're down four points, two and a half minutes ago. Bruno Caboclo, who was the guy that Fran Fraschilla said is a guy who's a year away from being a year away. <laughs> on that possession, LeBron James was five feet away from being in the same zip code. He didn't defend him on that play. Well, I'm writing this down. Bruno Caboclo? Yes. Bruno Caboclo. From Brazil. One of your... uh, I'm not as... as, uh... (laughs) Look, I'm probably crazy. I still think LeBron is the best basketball player in the world. But what I I do love most about LeBron is how incredibly thin-skinned he is. The only great, great, great player that thin-skinned is Kobe Bryant. That no matter what you said, they made it very... Jordan invented stuff, but he wasn't as thin-skinned as either of those two guys. LeBron James... If he doesn't make, he's the leader of that team. He's the leader of every team he's ever played on. If they don't make the playoffs, that is a bad mark against him. That knocks him down a peg from Michael Jordan. He's got to bring that team into the playoffs. I don't know that he necessarily wants everybody to come at him all the time. But his concern with legacy, his concern with place in history is, is almost no, unprecedented He's for me. taking, he was taking plays off 
in a game that they needed to win against an inferior opponent. Now, I get it. You want to tell me that superstars take plays off. How many years? It's been a few years now where every time there was video of James Harden not trying on defense. Yeah. We were seeing those videos of LeBron James. He's the one that wants to be held to the standard. We're holding him to a standard. He calls himself the greatest player in the world. Just you can't give that time. kind of effort. Right. So, and when he says come at me, I hope they do. We'll see what happens. I hope that that'll be fun. They might. Be fun. All right. For the record, LeBron won't be held responsible for James Harden detonating for 58 points last night. This one falls on the Miami Heat. Harden has been an offensive tour de force this season. Last night, the Rockets overcame a 21-point deficit with Harden hitting the 50-point mark for the sixth time this season, the 15th time in his career. All right, Tony, is a big deal, little deal, or no deal at all for well, so I, Harden? So I think this is a big deal. Day after day after day, I sit next to Will Bond, who is utterly convinced and says so all the time that Chris Paul is the most important player on the Houston Rockets. That's and why we replaced them. Right, and, and everything has to revolve around Chris Paul, and James Harden has to just go away and let Chris Paul run the show. Chris Paul couldn't score 58 points because he was the only guy on the floor. Okay, that, 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 that's not going to happen. What, what sort of amazes me with Harden is how he has somehow become devalued. When you hear other players of consequence say things like, uh, you know, he over-controls the ball. He, he shouldn't hand the ball that much. I say, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to play. Who do you want to play with? Dwight Howard? Every single time down the court, James Harden can score. He can keep you in a yes. game. He can win a game. You said they were down 21. It wasn't because Chris Paul scored all those points. It was James Harden. You know, a lot of times, especially last season when LeBron played all 82, we talked about him carrying the Cleveland Cavaliers. James Harden is carrying the Houston Rockets. Chris Paul has missed a lot of games this season. Yeah. There was a point. They were in 14th place in the conference. Look what they've done. He had that incredible streak, 32 games of at least 30 points. He goes for 58 last night. He's the reason they sit where they are right now in the Western Conference. Why all of a sudden you're looking at them as a legitimate team. I think the criticism has been unfair of James Harden. Last night, now think about this, 44 minutes, 16 of 32. We want guys to play a lot of minutes. He's playing 44. 18 of 18 and from the free throw line, 58 points. He's a threat to score every time he gets his hands on the ball. Does he dribble around a whole lot? Sure. But they're winning games. The, the avenue to winning for Houston has been through James Harden. I, I mean, I think I'm amazed that people are now taking this for granted. These are Jordan numbers. Absolutely. And ever since he said... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the MVP this season. Everybody laughed. Ever since then, he's been on an unbelievable tear. He really has. John Tavares, the former number one overall pick in the NHL draft by the Islanders, a five-time All-Star for the Islanders, returned to the Nassau Coliseum last night for the first time since leaving the Islanders for his hometown Toronto Maple Leafs. He was not treated warmly. Well, let me take that back. It was warm. <laughs> they burned his jersey. And then they ran over it in a parking lot. And then he booed him every time he was on the ice. Frank, did Tavares deserve this? Oh, come on. It, it was over the top. First of all, he left to join the team that he grew up rooting for. Whatever. We see guys leave all the time. You and I know all about the Islander history. The I four do. straight cups. Brian Trottier, you know, Eddie Westfall, Clark Gillies, Dennis yeah. Potman. We know all about that. It's almost like the Islanders are suddenly relevant because of what happened last night. Now people are paying attention to him. By the way, they have 81 points. Last season, they had 80 the whole year. So they're having a good year. They lost John Tavares. He left as a free agent. 
You want to do this? Bryce Harper's going to face it every time he comes to play in Washington. LeBron, so right LeBron at, when he first went back to Cleveland, it's, LeBron it's, faced it. It's absolutely, That's the way it works. It's absolutely over the top. But if I'm a fan, if he doesn't want to be there, good reason. Yeah, so, it's, I mean, that, the word deserve is hard for me. Yes. Because he had to expect it would be this way. Of course it's going to be this way. He walked away from them. But he did walk to his hometown, which I think matters. You mentioned how good the Islanders are this year. There's two significant differences, it seems to me. One, Tavares left, and I'm not going to knock him. Barry Trotz yes. came over there. He's got to be coach of the year, doesn't he? In the what NHL? about Lou Lamarillo running you the know, front office? And he's and Lou Lamarillo though, Barry Trotz has to watch out because with three games to go, <laughs> they go, they'll Lamar- go to the bench. He he's fires done it. somebody. You're right. So so when the Nassau Coliseum was built in 1972, 73, somewhere around there, I was working at Newsday, and the two teams that were going to be there forever were the Nets and the Islanders. The Islanders had Dennis Potvin. He was their big young star. And the Nets had a guy named Jim Jones out of Marquette yep. who was going to be their big star. And now it's a dump, and now I'm an old man. <laughs> and But it, it, it pleases me so much to think that they play a few games there. Yeah, I know. Because I thought that they, they, had, play in Brooklyn. they had run away you know, at, at various times. Tavares expects this. There, there are pictures of him as a kid sleeping in sheets that say Toronto Maple. And now yeah. I think they're going to play. They're going to build an arena near Belmont uh, Park. Yeah, right so, on the on the right on the Queens National. Yeah, so line. tell everybody how the traffic will be on the Cross Island Parkway. It'll be game brutal. Night. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun. I want you to be, be going to those games. I would games. say just just go to Belmont, you know, for the early race at <laughs> one o'clock and stay all day. Let's take a break. Coming up. How many catches can we expect out of Jason Witten next season? And how much longer will Mike Trout remain an angel? See, nobody thought the Nassau Coliseum was a palace. It was sort of utilitarian. It was never beautiful. But now it's just considered a dump. An interesting creature inhabits the flat, arid plains of many an automobile dashboard. The bobblehead. It's most agreeable and will nod along to anything, despite having no brain function. But when the bobblehead hears how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, he'll nod even more vigorously because he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Easy, bobblehead, easy. You're going to get whiplash. Let's get the first one from our host, fill-in Frank Isola. I feel like Vanna White. All right, 50 catches for Jason Witten. Next season with the Cowboys, you hear he's coming back. Yes, I heard that. So in his last 14 seasons with the Cowboys, he never had fewer than 63 catches. Never. Even when Tony Romo left and Dak Prescott was there, who supposedly didn't throw to him, he had 69 and 63 catches. Oh, they're going to throw to Amari Cooper. Well, they threw to Des Bryant, and Witten still made these catches. So the only way you can go under, to me, is if you think he's going to get hurt. But in those last 14 seasons, he missed two games. Two games in 14 seasons, so I'm going over. I'm going to go under, and you're just dismissing when Dak Prescott was a quarterback, 69-63. Now you're talking about a guy. All right, so the last time he played was 63 catches. Right. This is play last season. But this is 50, But he didn't play last season. I I get it. You think he's just going to come come walk right back in, everything will be okay. 100%. They had no tight ends last year. The tight ends last year caught about 20 passes. They got a running back. They got two They had that when he was there. No, they had all that when he was there. What are you thinking? How many are you thinking? Less than that, and I'm worried about him because I think when a guy does miss that much time, I think that's when injuries start to crop up a little bit. All right, what do we got next? What's next? Two more seasons as an angel for Mike Trout. Okay, so he is under contract for two more seasons. Yes. So that, that, that brings push into this whole thing. Mike Trout has been nothing but loyal and, and, and supportive of the angels, but he has also said, I will not renegotiate in spring training and I will not renegotiate when the season starts. So that basically gives the Angels, if they want to renegotiate, 
November, December. That's all they've got. Mike Trout has seen what the Phillies have done. They got Harper. They got Real Muto. They got McCutcheon. I, I, th- I think the Phillies are calling him home. I'm never going to go over on this. I can't push because only Wilbon pushes. <laughs> so I will go under. I'm going to go over. Artie Moreno, you really think the owner of the Angels is going to allow a generational talent like Mike Trout to leave? I understand he's well, he from, can say he's I'm from Vineland, to... New Jersey, close to Philadelphia, yeah. the whole thing. You really think a player like that is going to leave yeah, I California do. I do. to go play for the Phillies, who yeah. just signed a star player? Yeah. Because look how great they would be if they had Haas. Well, why are all of a sudden the Phillies the hot team everybody wants to go to? Well, that's his hometown team. the Red team. Sox? We just said this with Tavares. This is his hometown team. Harper didn't go to his hometown next. team. I didn't. Don't yell Tavares at me next. did. All right. 1.5 wins this weekend for the Boston Celtics. Okay, so they have two games this weekend and both are at home. Washington tonight. Houston Washington, on Sunday. which is not a good team. And Houston, which is a pretty good team. Both teams will be rested coming in there. And the problem for the Celtics is that they are 0-4 in their last four games. What the common denominator is Kyrie Irving has played in all four. I don't know if Boston's going to put him on IR just yet. <laughs> but I will say this. Boston should win both these games. If Boston doesn't, they're going down a manhole. So I'm going to say over. I'm going to go under on this one. Marcus Smart, though, let's see the defensive job he can do on James Harden. This is what I want, though. If the Celtics were to lose one of the next two games, do, Which I, need, you think they do I need to get a state of the Celtics address after every darn game? What team like the Celtics? Every time they lose, it's like the sky is falling, and somebody on the team has to stand there and go through everything like they're, you know, like they're laying on a couch in a psychiatrist. But isn't that part of the fact that Kyrie Irving seems to have reneged on his commitment to stay and now appears to be sort of a freelancer? It's funny. I think the Anthony Davis situation obviously affected the Pelicans and the Lakers. I think it also has affected the Celtics because a lot of those players think they might be there. What's you yelled at me, now I you're pointing yell. at me. I'm saying, what's next? <laughs> one, one more game for Carmelo Anthony this season. My guy. All right, he's your account. You've covered him for a long time. To my knowledge, he is not currently in the league. To my knowledge, he has been dumped by four different teams be nice. within a calendar year. If you wanted, if you were the Knicks, and you wanted to sign him for ceremonial purposes, I think you might play him once at home. I don't know why you would play him twice. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to go under and yield all the rest of the time to you. All right. Carmelo Anthony, first of all, he's staying in shape, so we know he can play. There have been times over the years, I'll give you two players, Glenn Big Dog Robinson right. was signed late in the season. Nobody even knew, everyone thought he was gone, done. The San Antonio Spurs signed him. He played nine games as part of their championship team. Tracy McGrady, a few years later, joined San Antonio. Now, he only played in he one game. Play. But all it takes is play. for one team, the final week of the regular season, because Carmelo Anthony will be eligible right. for the playoff roster as long as he's on a team by the last game of but the season. What, I think he's going to play. What it's gives over. you the impression anyone wants him at the moment? Because you're adding a guy that could score coming off the bench. So the, it worked for Big Dog. Dumped him in a year. Over, under, over. It only takes one. Let's take one last break. But still to come, will Johnny Manziel have a new gig soon? And UConn loses the hard way. I know you it like is. him. And I appreciate that you like him. But there seems to be no clamor for him. Bench player. Why? A, Why a, he hates the bench. villain. He hates those jobs. It's time for the game that jump-started a sports gambling boom around the country. Over-under, let's get the first one from our host, fill-in Frank Isola. I feel like Vanna White. All right, 50 catches for Jason Witten next season with the Cowboys. You hear he's coming back. Yes, I heard that. So in his last 14 seasons with the Cowboys, he never had fewer than 63 catches. Never. 
Even when Tony Romo left and Dak Prescott was there, who supposedly didn't throw to him, he had 69 and 63 catches. They said, oh, they're going to throw to Amari Cooper. Well, they threw to Des Bryant, and Witten still made these catches. So the only way you can go under, to me, is if you think he's going to get hurt. But in those last 14 seasons, he missed two games. Two games in 14 seasons, so I'm going over. I'm going to go under. You're just dismissing when Dak Prescott was a quarterback, 69-63. Now you're talking about a guy. All right, so the last time he played was 63 catches. Right. This he is play 50. last season. But this is 50, But right? he didn't play last season. I, I get it. You but think he's, he's just going to come, come walk right back in, everything will be 100%. Okay. They had no tight ends last year. The tight ends last year caught about 20 passes. They got a running back. They got two They had that receivers. when he was there. You know, no. no, they had all that when he was there. What are you thinking? How many are you thinking? Less than that, and I'm worried about him because I think when a guy does miss that much time, I think that's when injuries start to crop up a little bit. All right, what do we got next? What's next? Two more seasons as an angel for Mike Trout. Okay, so he is under contract for two more seasons. Yes. So that, that, that brings push into this whole thing. Mike Trout has been nothing but loyal and, and, and supportive of the Angels. But he has also said, I will not renegotiate in spring training, and I will not renegotiate when the season starts. So that basically gives the Angels, if they want to renegotiate, November, December, that's all they've got. Mike Trout has seen what the Phillies have done. They got Harper, they got Real Muto, they got McCutcheon. I, I, th- I think the Phillies are calling him home. I'm never going to go over on this. I can't push because only Wilbon pushes. So I will go under. <laughs> I'm going to go over. Artie Moreno, you really think the owner of the Angels is going to allow a generational talent like Mike Trout to leave? I understand well, he's he from, can say he's I'm from going Vineland, New Jersey, close to Philadelphia, yeah. the whole thing. You really think a player like that is going to leave yeah, I California do. I do. to go play for the Phillies, who yeah. just signed a star player? Yeah. Because look how great they would be if they had Hoskins. Well, why are all of a sudden the Phillies the hot team everybody wants to go to? Well, that's his is hometown team. Is it the Red Sox? A we Cubby. just said this with Tavares. This is his hometown team. Harper didn't go to his hometown next. team. I didn't. Don't yell Tavares at me next. did. All right. 1.5 wins this weekend for the Boston Celtics. Okay, so they have two games this weekend and both are at home. Washington tonight, Houston Washington, on Washington, which is not a good team, and Houston, which is a pretty good team. Both teams will be rested coming in there, and the problem for the Celtics is – that they are 0-4 in their last four games. What the common denominator is Kyrie Irving has played in all four. I don't know if Boston's going to put him on an IR just yet. <laughs> but I will say this. Boston should win both these games. If Boston doesn't, they're going down a manhole. So I'm going to say over. I'm going to go under on this one. Marcus Smart, though, let's see the defensive job you can do on James Harden. This is what I want, though. If the Celtics were to lose one of the next two games, do, Which I, need, you think they do I need to get a state of the Celtics address after every darn game? What team like the Celtics? Every time they lose, it's like the sky is falling, and somebody on the team has to stand there and go through everything like they're, you know, like they're laying on a couch in a psychiatrist. But isn't that part of the fact that Kyrie Irving seems to have reneged on his commitment to stay and now appears to be sort of a freelancer? It's funny. I think the Anthony Davis situation obviously affected the Pelicans and the Lakers. I think it also has affected the Celtics because a lot of those players think they might be there. What's you next? yelled at me, now I you're pointing yell. at me. I'm saying, what's next? <laughs> One more game for Carmelo Anthony this season. My guy. All right. He's your account. You've covered him for a long time. To my knowledge, he is not currently in the league. To my knowledge, he has been dumped by four different teams be nice. within a calendar year. If you wanted, if you were the Knicks, and you wanted to sign him for ceremonial purposes, I think you might play him once at home. I don't know why you would play him twice. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to go under and yield all the rest of the time to you. All right. Carmelo Anthony, 
first of all, he's staying in shape, so we know he can play. There have been times over the years, I'll give you two players, Glenn Big Dog Robinson right. was signed late in the season. Nobody even knew, everyone thought he was gone, done. The San Antonio Spurs signed him. He played nine games as part of their championship team. Tracy McGrady, a few years later, joined San Antonio. Now, he only played in he one game. Play. But all it takes is play. for one team, the final week of the regular season, because Carmelo Anthony will be eligible right. for the playoff roster as long as he, he's on a team by the last game of but the season. What, I think he's going to play. What it's gives over. you the impression anyone wants him at the moment? Because you're adding a guy that could score coming off the bench. The, the, it worked for Big Dog. them in a year. Over, under, over. It only takes one. Let's take one last break. But still to come, will Johnny Manziel have a new gig soon? And UConn loses the hard way. I know you it like is. him. And I appreciate that you like him. But there seems to be no clamor for him. Bench player. Why? Why would you? He hates the bench. villain. He hates those jobs. It's only going to be a month. He hates those jobs and says so.